Botox lips never look good. No, they don't. I don't understand they why. They never, ever, ever look good. And they look uncomfortable. Yeah. It's, like, I don't understand why you would make that decision. If you saw someone else with that, how do you come to the conclusion that, yes, I too would like this look? Like, they look like they hurt. And what type of person is attracted to that? Is, like... Right. That's that's my real question, right? Is like, it the same type of person that's attracted to a truck that you can't see a 5'11 person under if you, like, stand one up in front of them? Even Donald Trump's wife's lips aren't Botoxed. No. Like, she fucking... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's the, like, crumbummiest scum fuck of all. And, like... Right. Like, yeah. my wife watches a bunch of these, like, trash TV shows, and it's, like, a bunch of, like, Aussies or English folk. And Ooh. I'm like, what the fuck happened here? Aussies are something else. I asked my English friend, is Australia the Russia of former British colonies? And he was like, absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're real people. I think they might just be drawn. I've met, like, real actually excellent australians oh I'm and, they, sure. and they gave priceless advice into the other australians because they were just like oh yeah these other people are all psychopaths like there are there's this like thread of normal people in australia it they're just sort of outnumbered it's what happens when you're birthed from penal labor <laughs> <laughs> we could probably talk about hockey now yeah uh i guess i think we're warmed up enough we're on a roll with uh not talking about hockey maybe this is just like the non-hockey episode like i'll edit out this part about me asking about whether or not we should talk about hockey it's should we even talk about hockey i mean it's late august does does hockey even exist if is hockey a tree that if it fell in the forest people would notice judging by our listenership the last couple of episodes no i went out with my mom to the uh, sports bra bar Mm -hmm. around the corner awesome place if you haven't been there they had women's worlds on and it was awesome to just catch up with some women's worlds while i was catching up with my mom i got to explain the like canada finland dynamic as they were playing i was like yeah finland's pretty good but canada's like better and u.s and canada will play for the championship of course and lo and behold i got to be right (laughs) my mom's like whoa first time for everything you're really growing up Speaking of hockey podcasts, uh, this is the Handsome Hockey Podcast, and this is episode 68. My name is Jake, and alongside me is... I'm Evan, and we are excited to come to you from still sunny Portland, Oregon. First things first, though, we've got some big-time women's hockey news coming. Uh, The Women's World Cup happened over the past week, week and a half, and stop me if you've heard this one before. Canada beat the U.S. by one goal in the final. Wait, what? Wow. That's, is that not just a replay of the last, uh, like eight times they've played? (laughs) Um, the U.S. beat Canada. Also, stop me if you heard this. The U.S. beat Canada during the prelims Mm. and then lost to them in the finals. I mean, talk about some rope a dope shit. Canada is just like, I, 
and let you get a couple in. We're going to find out your systems and like then MPP is just going to take over and be unstoppable. <laughs> like, they, they show up when it counts. Well, uh, yeah. And those like early round victories, you always get super hyped to play the team the first time. And then like you really go all out and, and the better team, you know, says uh, we are the Borg. We will adapt. You will be assimilated. Yeah, and like they, if you're lucky, you get assimilated. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's usually killed. you would have to in Phase order to be assimilated to the Canadian hockey team, you would have to become a citizen, and then actually, and, uh, it, it could happen. It could happen. Hillary, they probably let Hillary Knight become a Canadian. Oh, player. they yeah, they're like honorary. She's in. <laughs> let's just use here's that, a passport. Let's use that like year you've been injured to just uh let's emigrate you you know uh there were some political things in the u.s you might not want to be part of we're just gonna yeah. we're gonna recruit you like uh like a fucking sec school trying to recruit people into the transfer portal oh so they're just giving her a ton of money <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> under the table yeah like even like vaguely under the table they're like no this isn't a bag of cash (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, Uh, college football is the khl yeah speaking of hillary knight uh hillary knight became the leading scorer uh as far as points go in women's world history uh 87 point or she scored her 87th point surpassing Haley wickenheiser who is the agm in toronto best known for ripping clappers early before the first day of free agency i love that move like (laughs) if i could just rip clappers before work i would be so much better at my job oh i would never go to work i'd be like no i'm gonna stay here and rip clappers (laughs) also no but but you have a rink at your work like it's like oh i can you know take a break rip some clap bombs go back to work fair enough okay i could could get behind that maybe you have like a standing clap bomb desk i don't know so hillary knight is now the number one scorer of all time she already held the record for most goals in women's world history because usa number one yeah usa number one um and you know just to prove it hillary knight was like yeah usa number one well until that gold medal game we're not talking about that though (laughs) um we're talking about hillary knight being amazing and quite possibly the best women's player of all time yeah at least in at least until the next one like some yeah she'll be she'll probably be able to like hold that title for i don't know a decade something like that hey uh i'd i'd love to be the best at anything for a decade absolutely uh also in the tournament, Czechia defeated Switzerland 4-2 to to win their first ever medal in Women's World Cup history. Uh, the Swiss were a little bit shorthanded by the time they got into that, that third place game or the bronze medal game. They had some holes in their game. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. The first time I heard sorry in a boot in Canada last week, I was like, this is great. Yeah, that's when you know you're getting <laughs> it's, like an authentic hockey like uh, broadcast. It was... It was like in their natural state. <laughs> it's perfect. Just catching you in situ. Yeah. Um, also, uh, speaking about Canada's uh, women's hockey team, EA Sports announced that there will be a dual uh, athlete cover mm-hmm. for the first time in NHL, their NHL franchise history. Uh, and it's going to be Trevor Zegras and Sarah Nurse. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen the cover? I have. It's real weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, some shit out the 90s. It's um, some choices were made. Yeah. It's kind of like 
Trevor Zegras posing like a Slav and then like Sarah Nurse looking like a hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. Graphic design, artistic decisions aside, this is real cool. This is the first time that a woman's, uh, a female athlete has been on the cover of the NHL franchise. Or a major EA franchise? Uh, that I don't know. Would there have been one in soccer, maybe? Soccer would be... But who My would you guess? Put, but who? Marta? Or Megan Rapino? I don't know if it's happened. Has it happened? I don't think it's happened. This might I'm be the curious. first time. I'm curious. Yeah, let's, uh, we'll have to look it up. But yeah, it, it's real cool because she's amazing, deserves the honor. I get the idea that like, okay, we're going to market our up and coming stars. Wow, NHL, try that. Um, look at you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the downside to this was EA put out this huge announcement Trevor Zegras, Sarah Nurse, on the cover. Er, 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 er. <laughs> and then the video to announce it was only Trevor Zegras highlights. Right. Like, not one Sarah Nurse highlight, except for her standing in street clothes holding a hockey stick. Right. And I read hmm. some places where they were like, hmm. oh, well, they didn't have the video rights to the IIHF stuff so bullshit. they could yes that's bullshit ea he has more money than god like purchase <laughs> a fucking video if you cared also i'm sure it's cheaper than whatever they were getting for the nhl right well uh, i think they have exclusive an agreement for, whatever yeah, but, but like oh my god yeah the, one spend one, a little bit of money to make an announcement like mean more than just like a casual gesture yeah it's like two steps forward, one step back slash one step forward, two steps back in a way. Cause it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. We totally just grafted you onto this. Yeah. I mean, it, congrats. <laughs> like here's a trophy. And, and we want better. Like, you know, I, we just you, want fucking like it to like actually be done. Right. Yeah. Sarah nurse has made enough amazing plays. You could find some highlights at least uh, one. Like I get one it. fucking thing. <laughs> I get that you're trying to market Trevor Zegris to the chillins. Uh, I get that he made a lot of exciting plays, but if you're going to put someone else on the cover, like let's see what they're doing too. Yeah. Like you have the women's teams in the game. Yeah. Which is amazing. A nice development. But like, you know who might buy your game if you like promote it? Girls. <laughs> yeah. Instead of them going, why would I buy an NHL game? They see Sarah Nurse on the cover and go, holy shit, there's a woman on the cover. Yeah, I want that. What's and what's going on with hockey? What we'll, What is this thing? Like, We'll probably see some of that. I mean, that's the kind of the good news. But yeah, it's just, it's ham-handed, a little, little weird, you know, to see sometimes equal treatment, not completely equal treatment. It's almost cool. Yeah, I mean, it is Cool. Okay, it's, it, okay, it is cool. They just didn't stick the landing. Yeah. yeah. Like, they are not Carrie fucking Strug, that's for sure. <laughs> also, I mean, we got a ton of women's hockey news, uh, so we'll just keep rolling here. Um, Brianna Decker, who is not back from her injuries sustained in the Olympics this year, um, has joined the PHF not as a player, but in an advisory role. Uh, she turned down uh, an invite to the women's worlds this year because she's still not feeling a hundred percent. She broke her leg. And I think 
tore ligaments in her ankle as well. Yeah, it was a pretty catastrophic like, injury. It was gnarly. Um, however, uh, her role will be to act, act. Her role will be to act as a liaison of sorts between teams and management mm-hmm. uh, to be able to like see the conditions that they're training in, playing in uh, their anything from like locker rooms to medical staff to coaching to, you know, anything that can be, you know, brought to her attention. So she just gets to go into locker rooms and be like, Hey, this is way better than the Calgary flames locker room. Have you seen that pile of trash? Have you seen the saddle dome? It's garbage. It's so bad. Uh, Brianna lives in the Minneapolis area. So she'll be able to attend a number of uh, games there, but has also said, you know, she'll either do virtual check-ins or in-person check-ins with teams throughout the league. Yeah. I mean, she'll be able to go to like a hockey game at any night of the week if she lives in minneapolis if she wants to and not during the high season like oh man you know i uh well i got nhl games like tuesday thursday to watch and then i got uh some high school hockey and some college hockey the mighty ducks are playing (laughs) and you know we're just gonna throw in some beer league too while we're at the quack attack is back (laughs) um that's foreshadowing for our (laughs) our upcoming appearance um this is really cool. It's it's good for the PHF, obviously, to have one of the best women's players of all time mm-hmm. be kind of representing your play, uh, representing the players and the coaches to make sure that there's you know a certain level of equity and a certain level of quality control. You know, I, I kind of imagining like that uh, old tumblr instagram article of uh kim jong-un looking at things like brianna decker like looking at things like oh brianna decker points at towel pile in locker room like (laughs) um but you can these are not white enough yeah you can tell get some oxyclean for some reason just like you know a tour of locker rooms (laughs) makes me think of that but uh you can tell that like just having her get involved is going to probably lead to something else you know it's never going to be a bad idea to involve the best women in your sport in this league that you're trying to form and while the phf is an upstart league like still cutting its teeth and trying to figure out how to grow an audience so yeah great move um just like this is how like Tom Brady gets into sports casting, right? They, they courted him. He's still playing. Like, oh, we made a deal. You're going to be a sportscaster. You're still playing. But like, while it, we have plans for after, yeah. you can see like, okay, maybe she's setting up something after her career is over. You're trying to find a longevity as a professional women's hockey player transitioning to front office like that. I don't know, smart by her. It just seems like a win-win. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Brianna Decker's partner doesn't leave her like Giselle Bundchen might leave Tom Brady. But yeah. Why? Because he's not earning enough? <laughs> no, she didn't want him to play anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. Staying in PHF land, the Montreal franchise has a name. Montreal Force. Le Force. May La Force be with you. 
I don't have a follow-up joke. I uh, love that their branding is uh, essentially the colors of Washington State football. Like <laughs> they, they just like went to a catalog and were like, "Oh, okay, we're gonna go with that." Wazoo. Which I mean, that's that's not a bad color scheme. No, classic um, and like it's not taken. You know, like you have to look when you're making new jerseys for a league. I found out you got to kind of look around the league and try and find something that hasn't been done color wise yeah the fleur de lis is a uh, or like faux de lis yeah, yeah we'll call it that's a really cool emblem insignia whatever you want to call it uh the colors are black maroon and white which is kind of similar to the black red and gold of the toronto six however i think this is a really cool move hopefully uh hopefully Montreal um, you know, adjusts very quickly to being this, you know, high end team like the Toronto six did. Uh, their roster is almost entirely made of Quebecois. Uh, and they did announce that they will not have an official home arena for this season. Uh, they're going to play games all throughout the Quebec province. Uh, which is a, actually kind of a cool idea to kind of grow your name throughout your throughout the province and kind of garner support and all of that cool stuff. So I, I think that's uh, I think that's a really cool step. Um, yeah, I think you know Montreal is going to be an amazing home for a PHF franchise, and they're just hundred percent. They're just going to run with it as crazy Montreal fans, and I don't know. I'm looking forward to seeing them as a new member of the league. Chances are the force are better than the Canadians this year. <laughs> um, and finally, in the, our last kind of note about women's hockey for this this episode, the PWHPA has announced that they are not going to have a league this year. Um, they will return to the Dream Gap Tour, uh, much as they have the last five or six seasons, five or six years. There's still a gap between where they are and the Dream. Yeah, then you know, closing in, they got some really cool uh, sponsorship combinations. They uh, they hooked up with the Billie Jean King Foundation. That is cool uh, to kind of raise support, financial mm-hmm. support for what they're looking to create, which is a sustainable hockey league uh, for women in north america which takes time to set up yeah like, just uh, ask know. the phf yeah exactly so they might have to change their name <laughs> there's there's not much uh i don't know I, I don't see any consternation in like oh yeah we're going to take our time to get this right yeah absolutely if only ea sports would do that bum, 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 instead of cranking out a game and like three three weeks like yeah. they do every year um this is they are going to play more games this year and they did change the format a little bit i believe it's only going to be four teams this year okay and so and there's going to be kind of like a, a draft sort of mm-hmm. setup where, so that talent is more evenly spread amongst the four teams i was just thinking <laughs> i was like you no, can't. no no i'm just thinking of a scenario of like if amanda kessel was there and got picked last like phil kessel got picked last for that one fantasy draft they did and i mean he still got a car but it was fucking hilarious <laughs> or where he was tweeting from home during the olympics saying huh imagine if you'd had a goal scoring winger on this team <laughs> that was uh, we'll get to him 
Um, and I feel bad, like a needless relation to between Amanda Kessel and Phil Kessel, but it would really be funny if the identical thing happened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we are excited for the PWHPA. We've stated this before. When we first started getting into women's hockey, it was easier to get into the PHF or Mm -hmm. the NWHL at the time, just because they had a league. Like Mm -hmm. there are standings, there are like, it's a, it's a, yeah. real like fungible tangible thing or it's there a real are goalie tangible thing. stats even though none of the goalies have ever played the same amount of games as each other <laughs> exactly um whereas the pwhpa while the quality of the game is incredible it's awesome it's it, like it's not a league it's not like yeah. you're not like attaching yourself to a team like because the teams are like team adidas and i'm like i'm not gonna buy a team adidas jersey or a t-shirt even though the but jerseys I am gonna... are pretty cool yeah and if, like they would just settle down they'd probably sell jerseys yeah and i mean they probably sell jerseys anyways on some level but sure but not like they don't have random dudes in portland buying ph pwhpa jerseys like they do connecticut whale shirts Um, that would be awesome if like the first west coast team was in portland because we we have the room in our hockey infrastructure like that would be 100 percent. we do yeah it'll probably go to seattle but whatever (laughs) um yeah it's this isn't this isn't a a defeat for the pwhpa at all this is uh this is them making sure that when they finally do launch an official league that it is 100% sustainable mm-hmm. and will pay their athletes a livable wage. And that's awesome. And we have no doubt that it's coming. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It, the, on, their on ice product is very, very good. Um, and making, it, it makes sense to like cage that how that they've done things as like a tour and, you have a lot of flexibility when you structure things that way. And so they can kind of like pop up on NBC when they want to. And like, yeah, there are some advantages to how that they've, how they've done things as opposed to the PHF. And they are in a way kind of like testing markets out, mm-hmm. right? They can go to St. Louis and see what the, what right. their, uh, what their experience is there. They can right. go to Detroit. They can go to Toronto. They can they go, can, they can do what the PHF did and just go to Florida and go to the beach. Yeah. Uh, or they can do what the Panthers did, which is go to a strip club before a pivotal, <laughs> pivotal series game. Hey, you know, titties aren't going to see themselves, uh, male or female, uh, whatever your flavor right. is. Exactly. Um, I don't have, I almost had a, transition to the hockey canada thing from oh, that sorry. and then i was like oh this is gross no that's not you can good. cut that i mean if we're, if uh, we're yeah. trying to dial no it down no no it. like from me saying whatever is your flavor um <laughs> right yeah uh so i'm just gonna <laughs> I, I i did call it a guy tits mcgee on twitter nice because, did uh, you get twitter jailed no no oh. well yeah i should know you haven't been blowing up the the handsome hockey Twitter lately. That's true. I've been use, I've been trying to use it a little bit, but not, uh, yeah, I, I haven't been forced over there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like I love. Part of me loves that. Like Twitter goes, "Fuck you, Evan," and Evan goes, "Ah ah ah, fuck you." <laughs> like handsome hockey rides again. Um, uh, there's no transitions here. Here, so I'm just going to jump into it. So hockey, the Hockey Canada board announced shockingly that embattled president scott smith has their support um oh yeah yeah the guy that has uh 
presided over some really nasty uh, allegations of just complete and utter malfeasance yeah, uh, failure on the part of this organization to deal with very, very substantive uh, sexual assault allegations. Uh, yeah. Surprise. They're just going to give him a blind vote of confidence. Mm, this feels like fucking one of the prequels of star Wars. Like uh, this is, it just shows how untouchable they feel like how, they, they yeah. fear nothing, you know? Well, and they probably just think that they're like, yeah, there's not enough attention on them to warrant a change. And well, actually there is, there's a lot of people that want hockey candidate to do like something. most of Canada. Yeah. Uh, including Justin Trudeau. Yeah. Justin Trudeau. I, uh, he went on the record as saying that Canadians uh, as a nation have lost faith in hockey Canada, right? which just, you know, smacks in the face of course, of the announcement from the hockey Canada board and, you know, I've probably gone on this rant several dozen times in the 67 and, you know, like a half episodes we have. <laughs> and, like, people who are in power will not change until their power is threatened. Right. And so, right now, Hockey Canada does not feel like they are in a position where their power is going to be taken away from them and so they will stick with a status quo as long as they possibly can yeah even as their advertisers are leaving even as there aren't butts in the seats for their major world junior championship like they're just not getting the fucking message and and they won't unless their power is challenged and you know they came out and said oh we're gonna do all of these things that we should have been doing anyway and most other sports have been doing for the last 10 years except for like u.s women's gymnastics and like that's not enough like yeah and at, you fucked up and there has like heads should roll for this and at women's worlds they're still putting out like very bad pr pieces and like just really doubling down on you know excuses gaslighting something's gonna happen and you know, if the prime minister of your country, the most beautiful prime minister outside of Finland. Outside of Finland, yeah. I was, um, I was about ready to correct you there. I was like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> ho, 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 ho. You know, it, I mean, that's a whole side thing we could talk about probably for a long time. But, like, if your own prime minister, beautiful baby Justin Trudeau, is calling for your head, basically, as an organization, uh maybe something should happen. I don't know. But more needs to happen to put pressure on him. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what it could be. Um, other than like governmental sanctions, criminal investigations like that doesn't sound like Canada. That sounds like it, America. It but, feels, uh, I'm sorry. No. It, yeah. What you were saying. Well, it feels like, like where is the actual oversight? Like who has like this is a government organization. Right. So somebody should be above the person who is making the decisions mm -hmm. in Hockey Canada, right? And I know they have a board, but like is is there nobody who has the power to check the board? Can't Justin Trudeau go like, "Hey, y'all are fired." Yeah, uh, no severance pay. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Maybe that's what they need. Just direct governmental control of Hockey Canada. Yeah. Let's I mean, pretend they're a bank. And they're all out. They're already basically a socialist country. Just like, <laughs> like lock this shit down and socialist, get it fixed. Socialist in that you can get healthcare. Yeah, it turns out. Yeah. Okay. You don't have to have a job. What? 
I can get my brain fixed. Uh, no, it's too late for that. But you can probably get your teeth fixed. Um, Good for hockey players. Yeah, great for hockey players. Maybe that's actually why they have socialized healthcare. Like too many hockey players weren't able to get their teeth <laughs> fixed, and so they're like, "We must fix this." Or however too you say that. Too many old men named Herb in, in <laughs> the 1950s couldn't eat, uh, so, so they had to socialize medicine. That kind of segues into our talk about the men's game, which really is kind of just a bunch of quick hitters because mm-hmm. there's not shit going on in the NHL right now. No, there's a lot of contracts. Most of them are bad. Yeah, um, and you know some injury news. Sticking in Canada. Uh, although moving on to much sunnier topics than the complete and total failure of Hockey Canada, Nazem Kadri finally signed one of probably the like three most sought after or high profile yeah. free agents in this year's free agent class. Yeah, it was so weird that he hadn't signed that people had suspected that he signed with the Islanders who never would tell you who they signed until way later. Yeah. And we we there were there were rumors floating out there that Calgary was one of the finalists and but they didn't have room and then that all of a sudden Sean Monahan got traded to Montreal along with a first round pick that has like 400 stupid conditions attached to it that I'm not going to get into and Calgary gets future considerations and we're thinking oh well, something big is happening. And then within seconds, it was like, bing, Nazem Kadri signs with Calgary. And this is a bit of a power move. If, like, nobody, if Brad True Living fails, and part of me hopes he does because I still think it's very funny that Canada can't win a Stanley Cup. <laughs> uh, but. If Brad Tree Living fails, nobody will ever be able to accuse him of not trying. Yeah, that's for sure. The dude had, like, if anybody, if any GM in the NHL has bigger cajones than Mr. Tree Living, uh, they are yet to show themselves because Brad Tree Living's balls are all over the place and they are engorged <laughs> uh he's he's certainly had himself an offseason between losing two stars trading or, or, losing two stars in one in a move that he had to make uh losing another star to free agency and uh then reloading with three new ones now um yeah if you can lose johnny gaudreau and matthew kachuk and be better that's fucking bonkers. Um, they haven't re-signed. Mc- they haven't signed Mackenzie Wegar to a long-term deal yet. That is like kind of the only real stain on the on this whole thing. I mean, it's not even a stain in that they don't need to re-sign him right away. Right. It's yeah. It's more. It's it's like a hazy underbelly sort of thing. Like, but. Uh, Jonathan Huberto re-signed already. Kadri's locked in. Both of those contracts probably won't age super well. I think Huberto's will probably age relatively well. Like, there's a good chance that these contracts don't age well, but that's that's a problem for future Brad Tree Living. Yeah, or a future GM in most cases. <laughs> right. Um, Calgary is fucking stacked. 
Yeah, and they have good young players to pair with all of these. Their top stars. two lines are gonna be awesome. Got a really good goaltender. Excellent goaltender. They've got finally got finally got somebody to replace Mark Giordano as mm-hmm. like their top defenseman. And they have young good defensemen in Chillington. Yeah. They, like their top line is gonna be like some combination of Huberto, Elias Lindholm, and like maybe Dylan Dubé. Sure. And then their second line is gonna be like Kadri and Mangiapani and Tyler Toffoli. And they're gonna eat some bread. <laughs> and then their third line will be like like fuck like Blake Coleman and like that's Michael pretty, Backlund. Like that's that's, that's a, all right. That's a very good lineup. Yeah, and and they have good pieces on the back end and defensively too. I mean, that, yeah, you know, it's all bolstered by the fact that they have a lot of really good defensemen. So, uh, really interesting signing. I I love talking about it. I love talking about Nazem Kadri. He's easily become one of my favorite players in the NHL. Uh, only further the fact that he's one of my favorites by uh, bringing the Stanley Cup to a mosque for the first time in the Stanley Cup's history, which is super awesome. Um, it's a huge moment. Mm-hmm. Like, like people, you like, we can kind of like say, oh, there's been so many big moments, but the Stanley Cup went to a mosque for the first time. Yeah, there are so many Muslim hockey fans in Canada uh, just to make that move and again like we were talking about with like maybe women playing video games young girls playing video games like you know just to see yourself be uh, represented mm-hmm. in in your own life like in in front of you to see like you know oh man that could be me uh is so huge for for any kid so yeah congrats to Nazem Kadri for this this deal uh, for the moves he's made with the Stanley Cup and also the movie made trolling people with his t-shirt with the too many men thing. It was awesome. <laughs> like dude has been winning the post Stanley Cup win time period. I don't know how to describe it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's been having a hell of an off season. So congrats to Nas. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like this is like, uh, fully deserved huge contract and you know he's he's gonna be he'll be the highest paid player on the flames until jonathan huberto's contract kicks in next year and you know again it might the back end of this contract might not look good but this team is built to win now yeah and and these these contracts may look better i mean these guys could age better than we think they will you know you never know and the there's a lot of rumors out there that the salary cap could expand mm-hmm. greatly after the 2023 24 season so oh, i see real real belt loosening yeah engorge ourselves and yeah um and, and like vegas might finally be able to sign somebody um and not have to give them away for nothing that would be funny um, um that'd be unfortunate um so uh, i Speaking of not getting away, giving away nothing, uh, Sean Monahan is kind of an interesting piece to send to Montreal because they need the glue guy. He's kind of a glue guy. Everybody loves him. He's like supposed to be the greatest guy in the room kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, he may be future modeling career because uh, look at that jawline. He is a handsome hockey and alumni that for sure. Yeah, uh, he he should be in, in the handsome top ten when we 
and if we ever do that. But um, he also uh, has a unexpected Twitter following. Uh, have, have you heard of this? Yeah, like the, it turns out he's like a really good dude. Yeah, but it, but in that kind of like boring hockey player way. And so um, he finally revealed that on Twitter today that one of his ex teammates ran a famous uh, Twitter account called Boring Sean Monahan <laughs> that uh, tweeted such gems as "I'm going to have toast for breakfast," <laughs> and uh, I messaged Paul Byron and asked if he likes to eat toast for breakfast, and he said yes. <laughs> and uh, I had toast for breakfast too. Oh my god. Yeah. I could be Sean Monaghan. And he said, sometimes I change it up and have fruit for breakfast, but today I'm having toast. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he revealed that uh, Chris Butler, a former uh, Flames player that I, you know, have no idea of, but is behind this on Twitter. And I love it. I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> the fact that he just kind of let it go and was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Just have fun. Absolutely. Like, talk about a class act. So, yeah. Happy trails. Hopefully, he can catch on in uh, Montreal because, hey, dude probably needed a change of scenery. I mean, everyone was talking about how he's washed or something. And I don't know. I don't think he's that washed. He's just been really hurt all the time. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see if he can come back from those injuries. Right. Uh, Speaking of also injured in Montreal, uh, Carey Price only vaguely exists at this point as a hockey player Carey as a price, human very yeah. much real carry price as a hockey player is just the friends you made along the way yeah uh <laughs> i say this as a fantasy owner that drafted his ghost once yeah oh man that was a bad goalie draft for you that i think that was bad. the same draft that i drafted dustin bufflin too and carter hart you drafted carry price and carter oh, yeah. hart the Jesus same Christ. yeah oh, okay wow that was that was a sad year uh yeah so carry price also having a sad year uh sucks we're we're really hoping to see him come back and i I don't know it seemed like things were trending that way with the news that we saw last season with his rehab and off season but uh sounds like he's dead bob uh not dead and we're finally getting to the phil kessel news yay (laughs) phil kessel yeah um phil kessel signed with vegas which is interesting because they're like 11 billion dollars over the salary cap um but Phil Kessel has a contract and it's with a team that theoretically, if they're allowed to play <laughs> despite being way over the salary cap, uh, should be like, there should be a bounce back year for, for Vegas. Like, yeah. I mean, have they put Robin Lehner on LTIR yet? I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, I don't give a shit, but that was a very aggressive way to say, you don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> It's a interesting signing because like they're a weirdly good team, but also feel like they're a house of cards and uh, you sign Phil Kessel who, I mean, he's not maybe the most fleet of foot anymore, but he's a pretty good goal scorer, pretty good player all around. And like, I don't know, he can shore up your third line and play, play up a little bit. Maybe if you need to, like, I don't know, it, but yeah, uh, real happy for Phil Kessel. He will apparently not be hitting the casinos as hard as some claim, but uh, I kind of don't believe him. I think he's still going to go there some. Phil Kessel, one of my favorite players 
and the closest the NHL has to like a marmot. Um, I, I legit saw a marmot when I was in Canada. Hell yeah. I was like, marmots hell rock. yeah. Marmots rock. I like, you can't not be happy. You saw a marmot. It was at like, it's like, it's like, that's why I make the comparison. Phil Kessel. It was at like 8,000 feet. When too. he yells, it sounds like an emergency whistle. <laughs> Uh, we do have a couple of signings here to talk about. Um, the first is uh, Tage Thompson got paid. Uh, that's that's Tajay Thompson to, to you. Tajay. Uh, he, he now uh, drinks his Gatorade with his pinky up and put a accent aigu on his name. <laughs> um, he's getting seven by uh, seven years, fifty million to stay in Buffalo. Um, which makes it makes him like seven he's million dollar make, man. He's still making like six million dollars a year or less than Jeff Skinner, but <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I mean, maybe he has Jeff Skinner's agent. Maybe that's how this happened. Ooh, uh, yeah, Tate Thompson. I mean, he put together a hell of a year. We'll see if he can do it again. He's a pretty good player. He's an exciting player to watch. He's, he's very young and he's huge. Yeah, he's very large. Um, you know, what is more beloved in the NHL besides large men? <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, he got paid racism. for being large. <laughs> uh, Ignoring head injury. Yeah. Um, uh, also signing uh, Jake Ottinger re-upped with Dallas. Uh, this had been a very protracted RFA conversation and there was a lot of talk about Dallas not wanting to pay Ottinger, which um, is ridiculous. What? <laughs> and, in, and in the middle of it, uh, the owner said something stupid, ham fisted, like we have too much money wrapped up in goal scorers or something, or like yeah. goal scorers get paid too much. And it's like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. And yeah. also your best goal scorer still needs to be fucking paid. Jason Robertson. And, uh, and you also you're paying two really great garbage. Uh, you're paying two really garbagey goal scorers, a lot of money to yeah. suck on your first you line paid paying Tyler Sagan and Jamie doesn't eat pussy. Ben, uh, like a big one bajillion dollars to do nothing and still somehow this team has been good because of it because these coaches that you keep hiring and firing are like at their wits end and how to like keep ben and sagan healthy while also burying them and letting like rupe hints and jason robertson cook uh oh man the De dallas stars are ridiculous um sorry yeah, yeah you, oh no absolutely they still haven't signed jason robertson which um literally one of the best young stars in the league that dude's like, gonna get paid and i mean jason, they have a decent chunk of cap space but it might not be like they have 6.3 something million in cap space but that might not be enough to pay jason robertson what he's what he's worth no and like if they'd locked him up would made more sense uh, where did where did the defense where did Klingberg go? Anaheim. Yeah, so they they lost a good defenseman. Like Ottinger's a great star young goaltender. So I don't know. I don't understand why their owner is bitching about paying people that put the puck in the net too much money, and also paying the guy that keeps the puck out of the net too much money. Uh, absolutely ridiculous. Labor Day plug. Yeah, that uh, 
five five more years at 9.85 mil for sagan is that's gonna age real well i mean like that has already aged well yeah exactly the other big signing kind of out of the blue jt miller re-signed with the vancouver canucks you know he had been a favorite of trade talks throughout the summer and you know all of last year which would have been the smart play probably this is kind of a mistake yeah Uh, they're they're gonna overpay a guy he's a good hockey player but he's not a great hockey player and they're paying him great hockey player money yeah eight years eight million per no movement clause the first four years or sorry seven years eight million per no movement clause the first four years modified no trade and a no movement clause the last three years oof like that's that's bad i mean you could hitch your franchise wagon to worse people jt miller has been great in the room he's been i mean he's had a fair share of highlight reels the last couple of years after we all kind of wrote him off three years ago so you know good for him this is expensive but yeah, Vancouver is compounding on mistakes they've already made. They they are a team that needs to be rebuilding, and they are capital G going for it. I don't know. Reminds me of what the Blackhawks did muddling around after they won cups and needed to rebuild, and they're like, no, we're we're gonna we're gonna reload and try and sell more tickets, and and we'll see how that turned out. Um, so you just you just gave away your team basically <laughs> like yeah it's it's spendy like, yeah it's it will we'll see how this one plays out i wish my midwestern mother could be a gm of a team that would be really great she'd just be like that's a nice player but that's too, that too high a price yeah Ugh. can we can we haggle over this uh, uh, she's not a haggler. She, that's yeah. She's just like eh, too rich for my blood. Apparently, side note: you can start cutting here. But uh, <laughs> we were at the men's clothing store Revolver in Bend, mm-hmm. which is actually pretty solid. Uh, I like a decent amount of the stuff that they have there. But um, apparently, Britta was like running interference on like shirts that my mother was trying to bring me while I was in the. <laughs> changing room (laughs) and like Britta bought me brought me a couple shirts that were at least worth trying on um I don't know I found one shirt that I want to wear for the Hawaiian wedding you know I'm going to Hawaiian wedding in like six weeks yeah um fucking $160 and I think I would need to get it tailored yeesh but I like it. <laughs> so we'll see. And it's Jeez. it's made in the U.S. by Union Labor. Labor Day plug. Uh, I'm not sure it's Union Labor, but I, I assume most like textile but, workers in the U.S. are labor are you organized one way or another. I would think so. Yeah. Um. Couple. S- speaking about being good for the union. <laughs> couple of good. Uh, a couple of final bits here, one of which is not really all that exciting, but we'll talk about it anyways. The Sharks had a glut of goalies. Vegas had zero proven goalies. <laughs> and so Aiden Hill was traded to Vegas for a fourth rounder. Even though he's sort of proven bad, but, uh, well, we'll see. Yeah. I, 
you know, who the fuck knows what's going on in Vegas, man? Like, it's the Wild West out there. You know, a lot of people malign the fact that they, like, did so well in the expansion draft, and then Seattle kind of did so poorly. But also those franchises now are on, like, completely different curves. Yeah. Seattle is building slowly, whereas, like, Vegas is burning out and fading the fuck away. <laughs> and it's so funny. Like, it's almost painful to watch, but at the same time, it's really funny. And, like, what if they miss the playoffs next year? Everybody gets fired. What happens to that roster? Well, they they did hire a an actual competent coach. Sure, yeah. So but, that helps. But you have so much money in... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's no way they miss the playoffs. Bruce Cassidy is a much, much better coach than Peter DeBoer. But also what happens if they miss the playoffs? Oh, I <laughs> I would love to see it. Like, I know. Like, watch, like, Arizona sneaks into the playoffs at the expense of Vegas, who's like the nine seed again. <laughs> All right, while we're like, talking about things that won't happen, yeah. uh, you know, they're going to meet the Blackhawks in the first round. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Anyways, this trade doesn't make sense at all. And, you know, I guess maybe you need a steady Eddie back there. And also, like, who was available as an NHL goaltender after you're losing Robin Lehner for the year? Um, How dumb do they feel for this Marc-Andre Fleury thing now? I don't have a good transition. I really wish I did. But uh, Jonathan Huberto, despite... or Sorry, Jonathan Jonathan Huberto... Fuck me. Uh, so Jonathan Huberdeau, fresh off of making, well, the red half of Alberta, the Flames fans, the Flames side of Alberta happy, uh, vowed to donate his brain to science mm-hmm. when he passes away, which honestly, like, I wish, I guess it's a, probably like a big thing to ask of somebody, but I wish more athletes would do it just because yeah. I think... Especially in these context heavy sports, um, you know, like high lie and ballet. Uh, Yeah, I I, I wish it was almost like mandatory just so we can like look at some of these guys brains. like, What the fuck were you thinking? Like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) I think the reason that more athletes don't do it is because they know that eventually people would just stop playing sports. (laughs) I mean, that's maybe the sad fact about football that's inevitable i would never let a child of mine play football no i know and like i did too i worry every day about what it did to me um and so i can you know really identify with jonathan's decision here uh you know fresh off signing a big contract he's making making the news and and puts this out there i think it's a nice uh gesture for people that had been like kind of thinking about this um you know the more we know about cte the more we know it's just and just way more pervasive than ever ever we had thought uh you know we're finding out that demarius thomas who is our age had uh advanced cte when he died um so this is both kind of mundane and really important at the same time i guess is what i'm trying to say like uh, no doubt there are guys that we are going to watch their horror declines uh after hockey like we're watching now and cheering on at their spectacle and their their i mean at sometimes their pain and so you know the best that we can do to support these guys is to like 
look at our brains and give our brains and, and, and give science the most data that they can. It's crazy to think of this as a nice gesture that also means something, but it's both. It, it's fresh off of a, a, a champagne popping at the beach contract. He says publicly, I'm going to give my brain to science. That's pretty cool. Completely agree. Uh, you said the phrase "no doubt," and I was going to make a "no doubt" joke, and then you like <laughs> continued on with like this really important. And then I was like, yeah, "Well, what, now I can't make that." What no Jonathan doubt joke. said was, "It's my life. Uh, don't you forget." I don't remember the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> he was at the beach when they did the like montage of them popping champagne and stuff. But what I heard was earlier he didn't have his phone with him when they called and he was like, sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm just stepping in a spider web. So leave a message. I'll call you back. And it was rumored that his inability to find his phone at that moment is what worried him about CTE. Uh, And so that's why. There we go. We, we full circle. Love it. (laughs) Before we sign off, uh, I just want to say one quick thing. Evan has uh, made a couple of plugs throughout the, throughout the episode already, but uh, it's labor day. We're recording on labor day. Uh, This is not work. Uh, This is pure joy for us. Um, Also, we don't get paid. So whatever. Um, But uh, Labor Day is like one of the most important holidays in the U.S. I think, um, you know, people struggled and stood up and you know fought valiantly. Some of whom lost their lives in order for us to have actual uh, safe working conditions, to have actual nine to fives instead of you know, eight to 10 PM, 8 AM to 10 PM, uh, you know, like indentured servitude throughout, uh, the United States. And so, uh, I think it would be a, a misstep of us to record this episode on labor day and not say something about, uh, the fact that if you are enjoying today, uh, not working, yeah. Then you, if your if your children are not working, uh, if you like mandatory paid overtime, or uh, if you appreciate, you know, I mean, forty hour work weeks suck, but it's better also, than ninety, right? Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of things in your life that have been brought to you by unions, uh, whether or not you know it. A union is is behind most of the nice things that workers have now, uh, and also lack thereof is behind a lot of the not nice things that workers have now. So let's take this day and this episode, this moment to just kind of reflect on the hard work that representatives of labor have put in over the years to, to fight for labor and to put labor's, you know, needs first. It's not always perfect, but somebody's got to be standing up for the little guy. And well, most of the time that's a union. Yeah. And, you know, without unions, without collective bargaining, without a masked voice, we take on corporations one person at a time and Mm -hmm. we always lose. Yeah. And nobody, you know, remembers like the literal blood spilt in the Gilded Age of America when unions literally had shooting wars with paid police over unsafe working conditions and high death rates. Um, these things that today seem like they're givens, like the eight hour workday, these were fought for. 
and died for. So it, if you don't know about it, I urge people to educate yourself on, on the history of union organizing in America and how, you know, a lot of people have given their lives and, and stood up for just what was right. And if you're listening to this and you're a corporation, <laughs> uh, sponsor us who, no, I, no, who doesn't support unions and uh, union busts anytime attempts are made, go fuck yourself. I heard an awesome move that someone uh, said is they, uh, they changed their Starbucks card name, which uh, to unionize Starbucks. And so anytime their order is read out to be served, <laughs> uh, that is what is read by a worker. And uh, I'm going to steal that. I, I, I have like, you know, Starbucks gift cards that like other people have given me. Like I don't, I don't seek out Starbucks on my own because, well, most of the Starbucks I would frequent have a better coffee shop like a block away. Yeah, like within a few heartbeats of walking out. Yeah. But I thought that was a, a funny little that's, Labor Day piece. That's that's a beautiful way to end this Labor Day edition of the Handsome Hockey Podcast. Uh, if you are searching for us, you can find us anywhere on the internet that internet things happen. Uh, most directly, uh, handsomehockey.com is our website. They haven't hacked it yet. Uh, they've tried. Oh, I know. I get oh. so many fucking emails. It's so funny. It's it's pretty ridiculous. Um handsome hockey podcast on instagram at handsome hockey on twitter or handsome hockey pod at gmail.com if for some reason you're still emailing people you can reach us there i mean some people are real effective with the emails i don't know i actually am i get i get people to quit their jobs based off of emails (laughs) that's that's a true story uh we also have a a facebook page that um it's there we sometimes put things out if i see something i just i that platform is so fucking obnoxious to use. Yeah. I <laughs> maybe I, one day we'll get good at social media. I I hope not. Um I hope we like pay someone else to do it. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. If if people like that would actually be the first thing. Like if we started getting paid to do this, we would just like, pay somebody to, to do, do our this? social media. Oh, I mean, oh, <laughs> like God. like we we just won't take a paycheck and we'll just give it to somebody who will do our social media. <laughs> Dreams can come true, Jake. Dreams can come true. Miracles can happen. Leave can this in happen to you. Leave this in as an ad. Handsome Hockey Podcast, the place where dreams come true. Stay handsome, everybody. Restez beau tout le monde.